0: The text that calls for our attention then this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading from John chapter 11, where Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It has been noted that much of our world is day by day being synthesized into one giant culture. This is happening through the sharing of information, the sharing of imagery, and the sharing of people. But there still is diversity in parts of our world, and in some areas of life you see it more than others. Perhaps one of the most culturally diverse things left in our world is how particular peoples deal with death. In our gospel reading for today, we get a little insight into how the people of Jesus' day dealt with death. For Lazarus has died, and we see that when he died, the people gathered, they wept, and they wailed. It seems that everybody got involved in the mourning and the grieving, and in many cultures, this is still how it works. Mourning can last for weeks, and it's taken so seriously that people are employed as professional mourners throughout the duration of the event. Grief and mourning are given much time and pomp in these cultures. Death and grieving are simply the expected companions of one another. We might say that in modern American culture, it's almost the opposite that is true. We almost try to ignore the reality of death all together. We talk about celebrations of life rather than talking about Christian burial. Many people now suggest that when they go, someone should throw a party in honor of them rather than holding a funeral. And while there's nothing wrong inherently with cremation, I wonder if sometimes part of its growing acceptance and popularity is based on the fact that as Americans, we don't like to stare at death right in the face. I mean, even when we do have the body of a loved one in front of us, we dress them up and make that body look so perfect that we often talk about how good the person looks in the casket. Many in American culture will not even visit a dying person, let alone look at a dead one. Many Christians also add to this part of our culture. They somehow think that to mourn openly is somehow to deny our faith in God. We're sometimes almost embarrassed by those in our family that can't hold it together At the time of awake. We often try to force people to heal before they've even began to mourn. Oh, we have a whole bag of little phrases we use to try to get people over their grief as quickly as we can. But today, rather than simply relying on our whims or even the traditions of our culture, today we would do well to watch how Jesus deals with that and then seek to model our ways after his. After all, he is the one who was there when life was created in the beginning. He is the one who warned of death to come, and he is the resurrection. If anyone should inform how we deal with death, it should be him. Indeed, there is much that could be said about all the verses of our text for today. But we will focus in on what happens when Jesus arrives there where Lazarus has been buried. He gets to that place where all the mourning is going on. He gets there for his friend Lazarus' burial. Well, actually, he gets there a little late. Lazarus had been buried four days ago. But after being greeted and questioned by Martha, then Mary, Jesus asks to see where it is that his friend Lazarus' body has been placed. And when he gets to that place, he weeps. And this is important. For if anyone knows how sure and certain the hope that God gives us in the face of death is, it's Jesus. And yet he mourns. He mourns the loss of his good friend, Lazarus. Yes, the perfect human, the one free of sin, Jesus Christ, mourns when death takes a loved one. And so ought we. But let us not forget that Jesus is not simply mourning as a man. He is mourning as God as well, for he is God. He is the author of life And in that way, every death that occurs upon the earth is in fact a reminder to him of the tragedy that occurred in Eden. It is proof that the wages of sin is death. God does not view death in the end as neutral or as good. It's not what he planned for his people in the beginning, and it's not what he's promised to give them in the end. Death to him always remains an enemy that has to be defeated rather than a friend to be embraced. And that means that we are not walking in the ways of Christ if we treat death almost as if it's nothing. If we try to ignore it, no, we should grieve death. To not do so is to act as if death is what God had planned for his people all along, and it's not. To not do so would be to suggest that Jesus somehow sinned when he mourned his friend's death. It would finally be to suggest that Jesus simply did not understand the hope that we have as the people of God. Oh, no doubt, each person will mourn differently and for different periods of time, but we must allow, and I would say in our culture, even encourage people to feel free to mourn death. If we want to be truly loving, we will go and sit down with those people and mourn with them, rather than thinking that when we show up, we have to have some perfect words to get them over their grief quickly. You see, if Jesus wept, we weep also. But of course, Jesus did not only weep. He did not grieve as one who had no hope. Instead, even amidst his tears, he acted with utter confidence in the word and the power of his father. He walked over towards that cave where Lazarus had been placed and he prayed. And as he walked towards that tomb, indeed life and resurrection bounded right along with him. Lazarus, who had been dead and decaying in the tomb for four days, came forward from that tomb, still wrapped up in the clothes of death. Jesus commanded those nearby to unbind him and to let him go. Yes, you see, on that day, Jesus reached into the bounty of blessings that will be poured out on the last day, and he brought back a dandy for those people that were waiting there. Oh yes, on the last day, all of God's people would be raised up from their tombs. But on this day, Jesus would give those people the most powerful assurance of that truth that he could think of. He would take a man who was dead for four days and have him walk away right in front of them. We too should approach death with confidence in God's word and his power. We should believe in our hearts that just as surely as Lazarus came forth after four days of death, we and those we love will do the same on the last day. Oh yes, we will wish often that we could have our loved ones back as quickly as Mary and Martha got their brother back. But At the same time, we must know that we will get them back just as surely as they got their brother back. That's why Paul says that as Christians, we grieve death, but we don't do so without hope. For if in the face of death we only mourn or grieve, we have not followed in the way of Christ either. If we only mourn, we act as if Jesus is not really the resurrection and the life. We act as if this story that we heard this morning is just some myth that people wrote down, rather than an actual event to be trusted in, In regards to our loved ones, we act as if Jesus' death and resurrection did not really conquer the oldest foe, death itself. In regards to how we deal with death, I think most of us, whether it be talking about cultures or individuals, go to one extreme or the other. It's easy, after all, to act as if death has not really brought much loss, that it doesn't sting. We can try to ignore it in our rituals and our demeanor and in our words. But that's not what Jesus did. He acknowledged death and his sting with tears. On the other hand, it's easy to just go on mourning without ceasing, without ever trying to stop for a moment. We can almost give no credence to the resurrection of the body. We can believe that our tears will never stop flowing, that our loved ones will never be raised up, that our loss is all that there is to know. But that is not what Jesus did. No, he lived in full confidence of God's word and his power. He knew that death would not have the final word in regards to the people of God. He knew that he could bring life to every dry bone, just like Ezekiel had seen in that vision many years before. You see, to simply ignore the reality of death is sin. To ignore the reality of resurrection is sin. To not mourn is sin. To only mourn is sin. To have no hope is sin. To act as if hope alone can remove all the sting of death is sin as well. All of these things that we often do, we must repent. We must admit that when we do these things, we are not dealing with death in the way that Jesus did. We are not acknowledging that death is the enemy, or we are not acknowledging that Jesus is the great conqueror of death. Jesus not only showed us how to deal with death in the case of showing up at his friend Lazarus' tomb, He showed us even more powerfully during the week of his passion, which we will start to celebrate next week. You see, Jesus never played down death in that situation. In fact, we're told that he dreaded it so much that he sweat blood as he knelt down to pray. He wailed from the cross itself. He recognized the loss that it would bring as he leaned down and told his beloved disciple he would now have to care for his mother but he humbled himself to the point of death even death on a cross because he went there with the assurance of the father that his death and resurrection was the only thing that could make possible the end of death itself it was the only thing possible that could or the only thing that could make possible the offer of life everlasting to every person as Jesus entered the grave knowing that it would not be his final resting place. He did so trusting that the Father would raise him up just as he had raised up Lazarus years before. Yes, we learn how to deal with death by watching Jesus in Bethany. We learn how to deal with death by watching Jesus during Holy Week. And we learn how to deal with death by listening to Jesus today. By listening to his word and by eating his body and blood together in the supper. We learn that death is not good, but that the good one, the resurrection and the life, has conquered death. We learn that mourning is appropriate, but that trust in God is essential when death appears. We learn that death is the enemy, but that Jesus the conqueror is on our side. Today, Jesus prepares us to deal with deaths that will come in the future. He does so by letting us watch. Letting us watch both as he cries at his friend Lazarus' funeral, but also as he raises him out of the grave. He prepares us today by giving us his Holy Spirit that mourns temporal death, that believes, though, in eternal life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He deals with death perfectly. And we as his children do so also. As he abides with us and we abide in him. Amen.